It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Good evening, everyone. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your host, Chucky G, and the lovely Ever Essence, Karen Frazier. And of course, we have Cheryl Knight, too. I can't forget Cheryl. Because she Hi. runs the whole show. Otherwise, she'll just cut us off and they'll be like, dead That's silence. right. Dead air. <laughs> dead silence. Oh, you don't like me? Boop. Oh, what happened to the show? It's all gone. I'm Chuck not lovely, Chuck. Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of excited this evening because it's just our old buddy Jack coming back. Uh, yeah. Mr. Jack Kenna. You know, he's a you say over- just our old buddy. No. Well, I don't mean it's that way. <laughs> Did I really say it that way? I'm so sorry, Jack. Jack John. I call him J.J. Kenna because I never know what to call him. So he's going, J.J., what's up? Um, He's from the Spirits of New England. And how do you say the other one? Is it Rensselaer Paranormal Research? Did I say that close? Was I, did I totally? I'm pretty sure that was close. I think it's close. Did I put? Okay, it's close. All right. Um, But yeah, I mean, so, I mean, what are we going to talk about tonight? I don't even have notes, really. I just, because we know them. So I just figure, hey, we'll just go off the cuff and we'll just suck the information right out of him. Just suck it right out of his brain. What do you think? Okay. (sighs) Oh, we're going to have to get the fire lit on her. You aren't we, sister? She's like all milled out, going, sure, Chuck, whatever you want. I don't care, yeah, whatever. Okay. Well, you know, if, if all fails, we can just let Cheryl leak some bad s- swearing audio come through. I heard that was uh, the highlight of the last show. Oh, did you guys hear some... that? That's, I, that's I, no, all I heard was, oh. oh, I'm so sorry about that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I missed it. <laughs> well, I had some, I, I plugged in some new speakers on my computer. Um, and it messed up my audio settings, of course, for broadcasting. And I didn't realize it till we were starting the show, Rick's show earlier. And I finally figured it out and got it turned off. And then I went to promote the show on MySpace, like I usually do every week. And for some reason, the MySpace. audio was turned on. And some audio came on that said a bad word that is <laughs> not very nice. Mm-hmm. And it came through, and I felt terrible. <sighs> I missed it. I would have just claimed it was an EVP or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Oh, my God. Right? You're so smart. I didn't think on my feet on that I one. I know. you got to be quick with these things. Yeah. They said, oh, that's a terrible EVP. How, would they dare, how dare they swear like that? Spirits are so not nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Karen. That's really good. So um, what is happening in the world of Frasia? Uh, it's Tanner's 19th birthday. That's terribly exciting. Is it really? Dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. Happy birthday, Tanner. Should I sing for him, too? <laughs> no, he's not listening. He doesn't oh. listen to the show. All right. Okay. Wow. Wait a minute. I know. That's, that's okay. My kids don't listen either. Hey, you're on the radio, Dad? Really? How long has that been? Oh, thanks very much for your support. I know, I know. Well, it's okay. He doesn't read my books or anything. No, 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 no. No, but it's not okay because you know, like when I was when I was a father, I went to these stinking field hockey. Oh, every everything, everything you ever did. Yes, that's what I mean. And what I always say is, hey, you know what? Sit down for two stinking hours and listen to me yap on the radio. It's not even that hard. You can eat some food. No one can see you. It'll be really pleasurable. No, Mm -mm, no, no. Sorry, just not interested. It's okay. So, and we're moving him. We're moving him out of. Uh, I'm not going to be on the show next week because we're moving him into his first college apartment. You know, 
Oh, I'm I'm happy for him and for you. And I'm yeah, sad. yeah, he's Here. excited. I'm not excited to be on my own. I have the UFO. Oh, gun. you won't be on your own. You'll have Cheryl. <sighs> That's true. I have Cheryl. I'm Cheryl, like, you're, I'm like you're nobody here. Who am I? I'm like what? <laughs> I think I should have Cheryl co-host with me. I think that would be really fun. I'll do I, it. I think she could do I'll, it. I'll co-host. I'll talk about See? some UFOs. Oh, listen to her. I'll co-host. Yeah. <laughs> she could do it. I think that's, that's all a I'm great saying. Cheryl, you want to do that? You want to? Sure, it? unless you prefer someone else. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. If I had an idea for someone else, screw that now, folks. Right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> wow. No, I think it would be cool. I think it would be great. I think it would be fun. Yay! It'd be like old times, Cheryl. Old Come times. On. Remember the old times in the dark radio? The old times, the old times back yeah. before you were stuck and burdened with me, Chuck. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to exactly put it that way, but since you said it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, she's like, I'm going to kick your butt. You've just seen that look, folks. If, if looks could kill. Well, I'd be... Actually, I'm pretty chill tonight. <laughs> I know. Mellow. You're like, oh, mellow. You're like, I feel like super mellow. Yeah. I don't know why. Just feeling mellow. Oh, feeling dude, groovy. Uh, you do live out in Pottville, so, you know, I mean, you could just be chilling. Well, there's none of that at play, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, I do just... have, I am drinking a lemon cayenne flavored sparkling probiotic drink. Wow. What? That's I'm sorry, that's a mouthful. Intense. Say that again. You're what? It is a lemon cayenne flavored sparkling probiotic drink. Lemon cayenne. What? Yeah, so heard. if you if you hear me, like, suddenly choke, it's the, probably the cayenne. It's actually quite delicious. I like oh. anything... Like spicy hot. Oh, okay. Was, cayenne yeah. pepper. Okay, I got you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ew. Mm -hmm. Really? Uh huh. And it has probiotics in it. So, woo. Is that good for you? Pro oh, yeah, sorry. it's the good bacteria. I know. I See, and I'm like totally into good bacteria in your stomach right now because the cookbook I'm writing is for people who have gut issues. So. Gotcha. Well, yeah, then it's, it, isn't that like, it stops you from farting and stuff, too, doesn't it? Probiotics? Yeah, well, no, probiotics just basically uh, try to chase out any bad bacteria by colonizing your intestines with, with good bacteria. Gotcha. Okay. And I guess for some people that may stop them from farting, but as I have told you on the air before, I do not fart. Yes, I know. I do. I enjoy farting, actually. I do it's not. of the day. Especially if there's I'm, someone near I'm me not a, I'm not a tutor. I, oh, I'm silent. I'm SBD, my friend. Silent but deadly. Hmm. But no, I like to do it and then just go, oh, I'm so sorry. And they look at me and go, what? And, oh, Chuck. Yeah, that's how I do it. So I roll, folks. So I think it's time for uh, <clears throat> the news, Michelle. When the world gets weird and things don't make any sense, it's news of the strange and the odd. Yeah, and the makes no sense. There's one in here that'll definitely not make Excellent. sense. Excellent. I like those. All right. So the first one here is kind of interesting because I want your perspective on this. Young boy recalls past life as a snake. Okay. All right. So here we go. Young boy in Thailand can allegedly recall specific details of his previous life as a serpent. In the apparent case of animal reincarnation, a young Thai boy named Dala Wong was three years old when he met an acquaintance of his father, Mr. Hugh, for the first time. Despite having never met the man from Dai Long, was able to describe in explicit detail a confrontation between Mr. Hugh, who was a hunter, and a snake that he had killed in a cave. 
The three-year-old provided an accurate account of how the snake had been cornered by the two, uh, Hughes' two dogs before ki- being killed and cooked for food. He even described how his father had eaten a piece of the snake, a fact that both men were later able to verify. DeLong's remarkable recollection of this events were attributed to the fact that he believed he lived in the life of that very snake in his previous incarnation. The boy even suffered from a rare skin condition that covered his lower body in snake-like scales. The pe- peculiar case was investigated by Francis Story and associated with the late Dr. I- Ian Stevenson, whose findings were later put to a paper in a book on reincarnation by Dr. Jim Tucker. So I always find it interesting because I always hear like you know reincarnation stories about people, but to have someone talk about, hey, I was an animal and, and such, and I, 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 I don't even know how you could say he remembers being eaten because wouldn't he be go- gone at that point unless he's the spirit hovering above? And well, so, so yeah. there are other, I guess, sort of explanations that you could come up with other than reincarnation for that. Um, you know, any, I, it could be just any kind of psychic recall. It could be... Um, remote viewing it could be so there are there are all sorts of explanations for that but if if i make that case then really there are all sorts of explanations for anybody who has verifiable reincarnation stuff so i don't know i know that's pretty interesting it was like that's interesting it was different than the normal you know i remember i was a german soldier in you know world war ii or something like that you know so um okay so the next one is this was kind of creepy this one comes from first of all that last one just so you know, <clears throat> giving correct news it was from uh, epochtimes.com. Uh, Tara Mac Isaac is the one who actually wrote this one. This one is comes from medicaldaily.com on August 5th of 2015. This is where it came out by Ed Cara. Okay, so this is interesting. Invasive plant that causes blindness spotted in Michigan. Okay, so this is some new kind of plant. Okay, it's not quite the day of the triffids. That's exactly what I felt when I read it. But it seems that Calhoun County, Michigan, is in the midst of a nasty plant infestation that can possibly inflict, potentially inflict several burns and even blindness upon its hapless citizens. As reported by the Michigan affiliate WMMT, there have been reported sightings of giant hogweed around the area. Beautiful looking, but thoroughly unpleasant plant. It's not deadly, but it can certainly cause you an awful lot of discomfort. Paul Mikowski, Calhoun County's Environmental Health Director, told WMMT. If it were to get on skin, it's photoreactive, meaning that in the sunlight it starts to burn. You can also, It also has fluid-like filled vesicles on your skin, and so I guess that helps to make it burn even more. Uh, sometimes that can take 24 to 40 hours to develop, but what happens in, is there's almost that possibility that can develop into permanent purpling of black scars on your skin. Oh, that's not too nice. And if that's not bad enough, should the toxic sap actually get in your eyes, it could very well cause blindness. Uh, giant hogweed named so because it grows up to 20 feet tall as a native citizen of Central Asia. Though nowadays it's especially prominent in the United Kingdom, which more, with more than a thousand sightings of hogweed colonies have been recorded since 2010. The summer alone, as reports by Express, six cases of hogweed contacted in the UK have led to several injuries and hospitalizations. In the United States, it's mostly spotted along the northern part of the country. Though many states, including Michigan, lack the funding needed to actively track or preemptively move the invasive plants. In many cases, health departments are forced to rely on eyewitness reports, which often leads to misidentification since giant hogweed resembles other plants and is rarely found in isolation. According to the Michigan Department of Agricultural and Rural Development, only 2% of the sightings submitted to them turn out to actually be the giant hogweed. 
Giant hogweed is also the plant equivalent of wa- of a wanted fugitive, having been listed as a federal noxious weed under the Plant Protection Act, which makes it illegal in the U.S. to import, export, or transport between states without a permit to kill. Should you personally come across giant hogweed after screaming in terror, public health experts recommend that you stay a safe distance away and call your local health department. I have never heard of this plant before, but the fact that it could get in your eyes and blind you is kind of creepy. Well, you just have to stay out away from it. I'm looking at it's. Uh, they actually have it here in King County, Washington, too, like up by Seattle. Really? Um, although not a lot of it. Okay. And because um, if you look at it, it looks like just a. I mean, to me, it looks it's a like member a of the parsley family. It looks like it looks a lot like Queen Anne's lace, but it's bigger. Yeah, it's it's like you wouldn't yeah. think. Oh God, stay away from that at all. You know the the, the burning and the, that could remind me of anything. I mean, you poison ivy burns and itches and can you know bubble up your skin too. Yeah, right? but it's not going to permanently scar you like this. No. Stuff. Oh well, yeah. it's kind of nasty looking stuff. It's got um, it's got stickers on the thing, and I'm sure okay. that's where the that's where it. Oh. Yeah, it's well, yeah, interesting. It's not, yeah. it's not pleasant. Yeah, because the first thing when I heard this, I heard the blindness. That's exactly what I thought of was that movie Day of the Triffids, which is really creepy. Where, I don't know where, that movie. All right, so it's basically these these alien plants come down. They can actually lift their roots up and move around, and they shoot out spores that blind they blind you, and then the, pretty much the whole and it, it's kind of centered in the in UK in the movie, but um, it basically blinds like the whole world. People are almost almost everybody's blind and stuff. It's it's really intense. Uh, Interesting but intense movie from uh, way back. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, and then the last one is, hey, can humans be stupid? Well, of course they can, because here's another stupid human story, okay? A DUI suspect takes selfie with cop arresting him. Yes, that is correct. And what's funny is the cop goes along with it, too. That makes it even worse. I saw the picture. It's hilarious. All right. If the smartphone era has taught us one thing, it's never waste the opportunity for a memorial selfie. It's a lesson that Gilbert Phelps, 20, apparently took both to heart and to social media to taking a selfie with a police officer who arrested him. Phelps was pulled over for speeding at about 2 a.m. Thursday by the Iowa City police officer Ben Hectoen, who also knows the registration statute was obstructing, according to KCRG.com. This comes from uh, David Moe, by the way, uh, from Pop Culture Journalist from Huffington Post. Uh, the, the officer said that he detected the smell of booze in Phelps' car and knows that Phelps copped to smoking marijuana prior to driving. The suspect allegedly displayed measurable impairment during field sobriety tests. Although a breathalyzer didn't pick up any suds on Phelps' breath, a certified drug recognition expert who analyzed him and said he was under the influence of cannabis and unable to selfie operate a motor vehicle, according to police reports. However, Phelps wasn't impaired enough to go viral on social media. During testing, the suspect asked if he could take a selfie with the officer who happily obliged, according to CBS 2. Yes, and there's actually a picture of him smiling with the cop in the background with his thumb up. Unbelievable. Phelps posted the DUI selfie on Snapchat and captioned it with emo- emojis of a police car, a passenger car, and a tow truck, according to the Iowa City Press Citizen. Phelps has been charged with operating under while under the influence and is free on bond. He is due in court August 17th for a preliminary hearing, which I'm sure he'll do a selfie with the judge. So, you know, just when you just thought people couldn't get any more, I just... I was like, what? I like, and uh, what's funny is, okay, I can see this guy's like, hey, I'm still going to take a selfie, right? But for the, no offense to police officers, because I have respect for them, because they protect me from bad things, okay? But to, to go, hey, and put the thumbs up and <laughs> let them take the picture, I'm just a little confused on that whole thing. 
know what I'm saying? I mean, wouldn't you think that his boss would be like, um, probably not good for, um, you know. Like you know. the the cop image? the Yeah, you know, I mean, the you know, the community yeah, thing. You know. I don't know. What do you think? It was just a doobie charge. I guess you- maybe, you know, maybe if it had been some light B&E or something like that, yeah. you know, maybe okay. maybe the cop would have been... But it was just a dude who was, you know, he's high. He's stoned. <laughs> of course, he's gonna. He's either gonna take a selfie or eat some Doritos. I mean, you know. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, you know, I suppose you have his murder, and he was like holding the axe up, going, "Hey, you know, let's take a selfie." You know, I think that would probably be bad. Yeah, but I mean, just to, just when I thought it was, I just had to start laughing. I'm like, seriously, folks, this is what the world's come to. Selfies everywhere. I mean, I take selfies too. Everybody takes selfies because you're just trying to. I don't know. To me, it's like I'm just trying to document my journey and what I'm going through right now. But, uh, you know, and it's okay. But, uh, though I do have a problem with the fish face thing. I'm glad that's kind of, yeah. Thank you, Karen. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm kind of tired of the fish face lip thing. Okay. Because I don't understand. Duck lip. It's a duck lip. <laughs> duck lip. I don't understand it's, that at all. They think it makes their lips look like poofy and pouty. No, it makes you look like, like a. <sighs> Oh, my Lord. It makes you look like a fish, okay? It doesn't make you look sexy or beautiful. It makes you look like a, a stinking fish. I think that fewer people actually do the duck lips. Yeah, you don't see it anymore. No, I don't see it anymore, which is good. That's a good thing that they, they got away from that. Luckily, they won't, maybe they won't find another facial expression that looks ridiculous like that. But, you know, I don't <laughs> Yeah, like that, Karen. If you guess how Karen just did. Hopefully, no one will ever take that up because it looks worse than <laughs> Face or fish face or whatever. Right. I am I am stinking adorable even when I make faces. Oh, I'm telling you. So that is uh, what I have as far as the news. Just some nice quick quips from the the crazy world of everything. We go from plant blindness to dudes doing selfies with marijuana to a kid talking about he used to be a snake, which is kind so of sad. Basically, from plant blindness to reefer madness. Yeah, pretty much. There you go, folks. Reefer madness. I like that, by the Reefer way. Madness. So I, I know I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to gear up for this thing. Did you see the paranormal survivor, by the way, with uh, Mr. JJ in it? Did you see that? Or no, Karen. Did what you, now? Did you see the episode of Paranormal Survivor with Mr. Kenna? No, I forgot. Oh, okay. Remember, Jim's, Jim's mom died last week, and so we. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I yeah. saw it. It was cool. It was cool. A little, little spacier than normal, I think. But, but my my buddy Mr. Hale, who was correct on the uh, dude, I'm Jack Canna, dude. <laughs> um, oh, I wonder if I can find it like on streaming somewhere. I bet I can. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, you can. Well, Jack had it on his um, you got on Facebook, and you could click the link and go to it. It's on YouTube, I think, too, where you can. I think he, that's where it came from. Where I from. have hardly even been on Facebook. I don't even know what my friends are up to anymore. It's it's so strange. What's right? what's What's going on with the social media like decline? Well, because I've been um, working on a cookbook, and I sort of just go into hermit mode. I mean, you're you know, other than Jim and Tanner, you're like the first person I've talked to all week, even. Well, I feel I feel important now. I mean, yeah. what, what kind I, of I, I sort of become a hermit when I write. So, if you're hermiting, what kind of cookbook are you writing now? Because I mean, you write like lots of cookbooks. Yeah, this one is for people with a condition called gastroparesis. And what? it's delayed stomach emptying, and it's a really bad uh, deal for a lot of people. They get very, very sick. Um, and it's uh, sometimes it's just primary. They don't know. There's no known cause. But a lot of times it's caused by things like um, diabetes or uh, I think something like between 30 and 50% of people with type 1 and type 2 diabetes have okay. get gastroparesis. Um, it's 
Yeah, it's paralysis. Basically, there's this nerve in your uh, in your stomach that opens um, the bottom of the stomach once food is digested, so that it that goes through um, into the the duodenum, into the small intestines. Okay. And um, so the the theory is with people with diabetes. I mean, there's several. They think that there's a a, a lot of causes, but one of the main theories is is that poorly controlled diabetes. Um, can lead to neuropathy. Neuropathy being a poor nerve function. Oh. And so this nerve is not controlling the opening and closing of this uh, sphincter, it's called. Into, sphincter valve, yes, the, I know about that. Stomach, from the stomach into the, um, into the intestines. And when that happens, the food gets caught in your stomach and um, it doesn't move into your intestines where it can absorb the nutrients for it, or if it does, the nutrients have already sort of been gone by the time it gets in there. So it can lead to malnutrition. People feel really sick. They vomit. They yeah, it's it's a it's a bad one. Oh my god! So I'm writing a I'm writing a cookbook, an action plan for people because there are ways that you can eat when you have it. It can be caused. I mean, some people get it like after abdominal surgery and things too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, I have. Uh... You know, diabetes, so they kind of caught my attention there. But I mean, mm-hmm. I, don't have, I have no problems with it going from you know one area to the other. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you you also have good control over your blood sugar. So neuropathy occurs when people are diabetic and they have poorly poorly controlled blood sugar. Oh yeah. Well, see, you know, it's important with that any disease that when when you know you need to follow something, you follow it. You know, otherwise. Yeah, that's why people with diabetes often will like lose their foot or you know go blind or things like that. Is because it's the poorly controlled blood sugar and that causes nerve issues. Yeah, well, I ha- I've had a few friends. Like even Al was kind of bad about that. He'd be like, "I'm gonna have a bunch of chocolate. I'll just take more insulin for it." I'm like, "I don't pretty. Th- I don't really think that's the way it's supposed to work." Oh well, my yeah, my niece is uh, has type one, and she had ju- yeah. has juvenile diabetes, and she has an insulin pump. So it's I I don't exactly know how it works, but that girl eats more candy than just about anybody I know. What the heck, man? I like. I mean, I have a little bit here and there, but I I try to be a good boy about it, you know. So. Well, but you're not on insulin. No, but still, yeah, and I don't want to ever get on insulin, so that's another well, reason but to. When you're type one diabetes, juvenile diabetes, you're on insulin. I mean, it's just is your, yeah. your pancreas doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. That's that's terrible. Anyway, well, so I'm, yes, that's anyway. what I'm writing. I'm writing recipes for for. People who have this, and you know, the diet is pretty bland and um, pretty restricted, and so I'm trying to come up with things that that taste good and are tempting, and you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm 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 glad that always, you're out there. It's nice yeah. to be part of people's healing journeys. Yeah, as I say, I, I'm glad that you're out there helping. That's cool that you're not just writing cookbooks for just people who want to pig out. You're writing things that can help people. That's good. Yeah, most of my cookbooks are for restrictive diets for different health conditions. And you wrote that crystal, the crystal book too. So you know. yeah, I wrote the crystal book and I wrote the uh, DIY aromatherapy book. So yeah, lots of lots of books coming down the pike. One of them comes out. Oh, I think it's out now. The acid reflux what? escape plan should be available now. Oh, I have for that. People who have the the acid reflux and severe heartburn. I got that. All you right. You can eat that way. It's called the Acid Reflux Escape Plan. Um, that one just has the publisher's name on it. It doesn't have my name on it, but I wrote it. So, so, but you, there's a certain way for eating, and then that helps you yeah. to not have yeah. reflux. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah because I take the, I take the omeprazole for that. So. Oh yeah, that stuff's terrible. <laughs> 
<laughs> not if you don't want acid reflux, so you don't. Because, it's, it's well, I took it. I took it for years, and mm. I found that I was starting to have like cravings for acid, like pickles or really? lemonade or vinegar or things like that. And every night I would have to have a pickle before I went to bed. And I'd like my pickles spicy, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> so I started I started doing some research, and um, I found that acid cravings mm-hmm. are related to, when you're not pregnant, and I wasn't, are related to um, magnesium deficiency. So then I started looking at medications or things that might be causing a magnesium deficiency, and it was the omeprazole. Wow. I So I had to track it all. But see, this is what I do when I write all of the cookbooks, too, so I'm really good at medical research. Yeah, you like to research. I saw you as soon as I talk about some story, you're like... I know. <laughs> you just can't help you just can't help yourself, can you? So, folks, not only are you getting paranormal, you get good health tips here on the show. So that's like a, that's a double plus, right? That's right. I'm like the, I'm like the the medical and dietary Scooby Doo. Yeah, we help we help you out. There you go. Yeah, we help you out physically as well as spiritually. I think that's, that's good. right. I, well, you know, we are all body, mind, and spirit. That is true. That is true. Yes. And we have sphincter valves. I just like saying that sphincter valve. Well, you know, if you have um, acid reflux, it's because your lower esophageal sphincter doesn't work. Oh. Well, it's that, true. So I have a broken lower sphincter. You have a broken sphincter. You broke your I, sphincter. I broke my sphincter. Oh my God. It sounds wrong when you say it like that. It just sounds wrong. I know. It does. And All so right. now that we've put our audience just flat out to sleep, we should go take a break. <laughs> And when we come back, we'll be having a, we'll be having exciting fun time talk because huh? Jack will be here. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. So stick around, everybody. We're coming back in a minute with uh, or in a couple of minutes with Jack Kenna. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark here on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's me, Chucky G, and I'm here with Karen Frazier. We'd like to invite you to join us on Hazy Radio every Thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern for Paranormal Underground Radio. In the dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G. We'll be exploring the paranormal and featuring the latest in spiritual and metaphysical topics, as well as interviewing intriguing guests. So please join us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern for two hours of exciting paranormal radio on hazyradio.com. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you, too, can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com, or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com. 
everybody, this is Rick Hale, host of Common Sense Paranormal. Listen to me on hazyradio.com, Thursday nights, 8 to 9 p.m. Central. Ranger Station. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting in the forest. Uh-huh. One second I'm having a smoke. Next thing I know, I'm face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Wow. And he told me it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. Did you know nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous and you're not. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. While cutting molding with a 12-inch dual-compound miter saw, while holding a newborn baby in your arms, when face-to-face with a congregation of alligators, with the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line. There are a million places you'd never consider texting. So why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey Kane here, asking you to please stop the text. And together, we can stop the wrecks. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstoprex.org. Hello, this is Patty Valdez with South Sound Paranormal Research, and you're listening to Chucky G and Karen Frazier on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on the Hazy Radio Network. expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. It's like, this is in the dark. Oh, my God. It just drives me crazy when I hear that noise. Hi, this is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Chuck Wait, wait. What noise? Do you mean the music? I feel like coming in and saying, hello, this is Paranormal Underground Radio. You know what I mean? It just freaks me out. It freaks me out. I'm sorry. Okay? You're freaking me out. <laughs> freaking me out. You're yeah. freaking me out. You're freaky, freaky. So let's get on with the let's get the freak on with that hipster from Paranormal Survivor. Our guest for this evening, Mr. Jack Kenna. Hi, Jack. Yeah, we're boring. We're boring. Sorry, that last segment put me to sleep. Whoa, dude. Whatever, whatever. Like gastroparesis or diabetes. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. What is that? What that was about? Okay. It was a public. It was a PSA. That was good. No, it was good. I was okay. We're so sorry we weren't talking about. I didn't didn't sleep through it. I just wasn't around for it. But anyway. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Well, at least that's a little better. Wasn't like well, I was around for the last half of it, I'll say. Right, I'm just going to sit here quietly and sip my cayenne. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Oh, my so, gosh. hi, Jack. How you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing all right, Great. man. So, it's exciting well, to be back on your show. It's been a while. Yes, it has been a long while, actually. It's been, yeah. I w- have we not asked or have you not wanted? I, no, I don't think either one. Hey, I think we just, you know, been doing our own we, things. And, we grew know. apart. We, we did a little bit, you know. We did a little bit. I mean, yeah. well, but it's probably mostly my fault, though, because well, yeah, you're a big TV star now. So, you you know, are big TV well, no, star. No, talk no, to no, little no, radio no. people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're one to talk to. <laughs> you make the stuff. I only appear on it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, last time I talked to you was wasn't on this show. It was on my old show, the old show. That's right. Yes, you're right. This is this is the uh, the combination of it's the synergy of Chuck and I. Aren't we fabulous? Aren't you excited? Isn't this just like it, we're both in one place now? You know, it's good. It actually is good. 
I think it was it's, a good combination there. It's either good or a seal of the apocalypse. We're not sure which. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be both. It could be. <laughs> That's right. Hey, it's like peanut butter and chocolate, buddy. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. right. You got your chocolate and my peanut butter. Uh-huh, yeah, you yeah. got your peanut butter and my chocolate. So... <laughs> Anyways, what what do we want to chat about tonight, Jack? Uh, what's what's new on the horizon so far? I mean, what what, what have you been up to? Oh my god! Besides what the show, I mean, but you know, you see, uh, writing a book mm-hmm. um, that's been picked up by Schiffer Publishing. Cool. cool. So, what is it? Uh, it I well, I can't give the title out yet, but it is about obviously paranormal. <laughs> I'll be darned. Surprise! It's, it's about it's my own thoughts on and guidance on investigating the paranormal based on my own experiences and other people's experiences and includes some of our own team's investigations as well. Um, so, and it just covers a whole bunch of stuff and it's it's probably longer than it's supposed to be right now, so i got to cut it back a little bit. But That's <laughs> what editors are for. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm not too far over, so maybe they'll let it go. I'll see. But I'm working with uh, Schiffer Publishing there to get get it all done, and, and they're they're great people to work with. I've been enjoying it, and um, beyond that, I mean, we've got uh, well, we've been doing tons of investigations. We've been doing tons of lectures uh, out here in uh, uh, the East Coast area, mostly Massachusetts. Uh, doing some fundraisers coming up, um, so we're going through evidence and stuff for those places we've investigated that we're going to help do a fundraiser for out in Menden, Massachusetts. Uh, that'll be October 2nd. And interesting stuff going on there. Um, did the TV show, uh, Paranormal Survivor. Got asked to come back for season two. Um, so I just recently filmed, well, a couple months ago, I filmed uh, an episode for, for season two. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also asked if I was interested in being filmed as one of their, and I hate the term personally, paranormal experts. Um, cause I don't feel there really is experts in this mm-hmm. field. I mean, there's people who've been around for a long time. Yeah, and know experience, them, yeah. But you're always learning. I mean, yeah. yeah, I guess in a way there is some experts, but, uh, who can be really an expert in the paranormal right now? I mean, you know, I, I just, I just don't like that term in any field of work, really. I mean, yeah. you know. Uh, it's just my own personal thoughts on that. I mean, there's people who have a lot of knowledge and you can learn from, but, you know, it's just my own feelings on that. So, but they did ask me to come out and, and film for that, so that should be coming up pretty soon, too. Um, you're like a real star, man. jeez. And you're gracing us with your presence wow. anyway. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much. And I know Cheryl an article, too. <laughs> We here's, oh, here's wait, the wait. deal, Jack. We all owe Cheryl an article. Yeah, so I just I just so got nice. yelled she at. She never gets mad at. Oh, she yelled at. She yeah, yelled she yelled at me. You know, she didn't yell she at me. She yelled at me. She probably didn't yell at Jack either because you know he's famous and stuff. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I did promise I'd write her another one, and I've been slacking it. Of course, we've had so much going on anyway, but she knows that. She knows that. But I will get it done, Cheryl. I will get it done. That's cool. Um, what else? Um, you know, kind of a personal journey. Mm-hmm. Last so, um, which I guess, uh, according to a good psychic friend of mine, I've been denying these abilities for pretty much Oh, that's right. Welcome to the club. Welcome yeah. to the club. 
I uh, found I found him kind of I guess a medium. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's a dark side, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a dark side, but it's definitely. <laughs> Oh, it's a whole new ride. It's a whole new ride, Jack, I'm telling it you. Right it is. And it, it actually started um, with that case you saw in Paranormal Survivor. Mm-hmm. That was uh, the, the first case where I used some techniques and things that my psychic friend had taught me mm-hmm. and shown me. And uh, in the second episode, you'll I, it actually turns out that I had my first you would call spirit vision mm-hmm. during that 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 um, that investigation, which was really freaky and it kind of <laughs> me out a little bit. Actually, yeah. that's the words I use. Yeah, <laughs> it did. It did. You yeah. weird, wow, whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, just... yeah. You know, and I, and then I got talking to the client the next day, and I was able to tell him some things, and I gave him something that he's like, "Where did you? How did you find that out? Where did you?" You know, I can't say too much because that's part of the show. Yeah, that's no, okay. Um, but um, but recently, I just did. I mean, I I run into people. I, I I don't know if you guys. Well, obviously, you guys you guys have had this happen. You run into people you don't know, and you're compelled to tell them something. Yes. And I, I, I something I, that that validates it for them in the end. That just throws them back and goes, "Where did that come from?" Like, well, I actually, I actually had an experience like that last week with the gal that does my hair. Yeah, so <laughs> I did. It, I had it at um, uh, Ocean State uh, Paracon uh, that we just did uh, not too long ago, and just this woman and her son stopped by our booth, and we got talking and chatting, and they were reluctant to to talk about some experiences they had and i said well why are you reluctant to talk about it well people will think we're crazy and i'm like hey that's what we're here for <laughs> <laughs> you're at a paranormal convention you're yeah, good really. hey yeah it's like we're, we're nuts too so it's okay you can talk to us but while i was talking to her something started happening and she was telling me this story about how they lost this house but they found this other one and and the house they had lost was left to them by a good friend of theirs, older gentleman, uh, but it got lost in probate with the state or whatever. And I said, well, he's the one who made sure you found the other house. She goes, well, I always kind of felt that. And she goes, well, we saw him in the house. And I said, she goes, I saw him, is him in the house one time. He's coming home, bring groceries in the house. I saw him coming down the stairway. We couldn't see his legs. Just saw him from, like, the knees up. And it just scared the heck out of her. Obviously, she, she said she dropped her groceries and ran out of the house. So, <laughs> so a week later, her husband sees him in the barn and comes running into the house telling her that. And I said, well, that was just his way of kind of letting you know he was there. And then I started telling her some things. She's like looking at me like, well, how do you know that? And then she starts going on and just kind of yakking, 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 yakking. I'm, I'm half listening to her because in my head, I keep hearing this I don't know what you want to say. You hear it in your head like this. Somebody telling you, tell tell her. And it was yes. Mike, Mike, Michael, Mike, Mike. And it just kept coming and coming and coming. She's talking for five minutes. It got so bad. I said, I got to I got to stop you right now. She just looks at me and says, Mike, Mike. And she just kind of turned white and stepped back. She goes, that's my current husband. How did you know that? And even her son who's standing there is like, he's like took a step back. I'm like, well, this guy is telling me this, or this is what I'm being told to tell you. Mm-hmm. 
And she just couldn't, she couldn't, you know, fathom that. She goes, but, but how is that? How did you know that? I said, well, he's telling me, <laughs> you know. So, but that was her validation that it was, turns out this guy's name was George. She told me that after. I never got his name. She told it to me. But that was her validation that what I had been telling her was true. So, you know, she was right, really excited after that. And, you know, it's like, wow, how did that? I said, well, it's your validation. So I can offer some reassurance, however, that the longer you work with it, um, the easier it is to shut that down when you don't want to, when, you, when you've when you got other things going on. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, so yes, I, that's I, nice. Yeah, I don't have it happen too often right now, so it's it's good. <laughs> well, you need but, those experiences in the beginning because otherwise you wouldn't believe yourself. You would think, oh, mm-hmm. I'm making this yeah. up or I'm delude- I'm crazy. You know, something's going on here. So you need those early validating experiences so you believe yourself. But once you actually have that confidence and believe yourself, then you can start to control it in, in ways so that you can live a normal life. Well, you don't live a normal life, but a relatively normal life. Yeah, I mean, and I've been, you know, you do a lot of meditation. That's what my other friend, Becca Boyd, is her name, and she's, you know, meditate do a lot of you know at least for an hour a day just meditate you know and and clear your mind and and she goes and you can learn to block some of the things out through through some of the energy stuff she had taught me earlier on too she goes you can block some of it out by just envisioning that bright light and pushing it all away and it just and she goes you're very good at the visual mental visual so she goes you, you shouldn't have any too much trouble with that and I've done that and it's worked so you know, so far I'm not overwhelmed by it. I just yeah. really still sometimes thinking, yeah, is it really happening or is Yeah, it- I no, me too. And I mean I've been at this for several years now and I mean every time I like the thing with my hairdresser last week, um, yeah. when I started telling her this stuff because she actually was mentioning something and I said, Well, I can tell you exactly what it is and I and she was like, Oh my god, how do you know that? Oh my god, how do you know that? And as I'm doing it, I'm I mean, even as I start to tell her I'm thinking, This is gonna be totally wrong, I'm just making this crap up and you know, I mean so I understand. I, I feel like and I probably shouldn't say this, this is why I don't do readings and why I don't charge people for stuff exactly. is because Every minute of it, I feel like a fake and a fraud and a phony, and I'm just as shocked that it's true as anybody else. Yeah, and the same thing. I mean, I would never, and, and that was one thing I said to, to, to the woman there, too. I said, well, you know, why would I lie to you about it or, or make this stuff up? What am I getting out of it? I'm not charging you for it. I'm not, you know, what am, what am I getting out of it? She was really not getting anything out of it except to give you some validation or comfort or whatever it is to you that, you know, what you thought was going on is what happened, you know. Well, and it gets the voice in your head to quiet down, too. Sorry. That, too. Yeah, and the minute you tell them, it just goes away. Yeah, isn't that the best? Yeah, that is the best because it really gets annoying after a while. <laughs> it's like you got to tell them, you got to tell them, you know. So that's been an interesting journey, um, and it's uh, it's getting more interesting. Um, even during investigations now, I seem to be able to pick up on more. Um, <laughs> yeah, it changes how you investigate, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, I've gone a little bit more old school now. I mean, mm-hmm. we're less uh, technology. Yeah, using divining rods a little bit. Um, I think I've heard the story somewhere before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just know, you know, you've been there. I still try to use the technology just because I want some. I guess in a way, I want some validation for. Yeah. What yeah. I'm no, I understand. Up. 
You know? That's why I let other people use the technology. Yeah, and the rest of the team has to, but I'm the tech guy, so I got to set everything up, and I got to. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> all that anyway, so it's kind of kind of strange, and I don't know if it's unusual that I do. Just, well, you're a team feeling. Oh, great! Now the tech guy is a psychic. Wonderful. No, it's not strange that you. <laughs> it's not strange that you do both, and you know, I no. think Jack that. Um, I, I know a lot of people who, the longer they've worked in the paranormal, they've started to have, like, some types of, of psi experiences. My husband has, uh, you know, just, I mean, he's never done the intensive stuff that I do, but just tagging along with me last week or the week before, actually the week before, two weeks ago, he had two major, like, what can only be described as, as um like psychic kind of paranormal experiences. So, and he describes himself as as a brick wall. So, you yeah, know, so I, the rest of my team, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think that if if you work with it and you're open to it and you yeah. let yourself, then then I I think that more people have these abilities than we think. I just think that we get to a point in our lives where we have stopped where we where our spirit guides or our higher self or whatever is fed up with us for ignoring it and so they slap us upside the damn head yeah yeah i think that's yeah. i think that's true well actually took becca to slap me upside the head finally and go you can do this on your own you don't need me she goes mm-hmm. i'm like okay all right i'll try it i guess i've kind of known pretty much forever i've had enough experiences over my life i just yeah didn't want to really delve into it i don't know why i understand it's, it's kind of scared me you know no i spent and, 20 uh, 20 something years in denial so i get it yeah yeah but i have noticed one thing since uh, i've kind of opened up to it and um uh let this stuff happen I'm, I'm a much happier person because of it yeah right you're you had do you notice that you had like some anxieties and some weird emotions that kind of just cleared up as soon as you realized yeah, yeah. That's yeah. because those weird emotions weren't you. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. That's <laughs> totally true. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're hearing things you just don't really want to pay attention to it. Yeah. yeah, so you think that it's something in your mind or you think that it's, like, with me, I'm empathic. And so I lived, um, when I would live in apartment complexes or in college in the dorms or things like that, yeah. I was just a moody bitch. And as soon as I could get away from that... And be away from people. Now I live at the top of the hill with people down below me, so not very close. I'm just happy as can be because I'm no, I don't have everybody else's emotions bombarding me all the time. Well, yeah, yeah and, and, and I, I think that's true. Well, I, I think that now that I, I I just recognize it more, so I know that okay, that's not me. That's uh, something mm-hmm. else. So I don't have to. Yep. You know, I can I can pretty much block it out. I found I can pretty much block it out pretty easy. Um. I can't just, everywhere, but except at Walmart. I can't at Walmart. There well, are mad people, angry crazy. people at Walmart. Walmart's <laughs> a strange place. It's just, you know, it's just, maybe it's built on an old burial ground or something, too. Every <laughs> single one of them, probably, yeah. <laughs> I don't want a War of Elite, that is. So, you know, War of Elite, New York. So, anyway. Well, no, I'd say that's a Rite Aid, so. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> There's a haunted Rite Aid over War of Elite, New York. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, but it's been interesting because I've also noticed that in, in one investigation recently, this was really weird. It kind of freaked me out. Is in Menden, Mass. It is this investigation in Menden, and we were in this one building, an old building. Um, and we went to the upstairs section that used to be, at one time, it was a school for all the kids in the area. But I couldn't walk through that doorway for a second. It's like, 
I don't want to walk through this doorway. Really negative. I mean, really negative. And there is one other girl on our team, uh, Ellen McNeil's daughter, Sarah, who is sensitive too. And I said, Sarah, come up here a second. So even, I said, just, you know, come up here, walk through the doorway. She hesitated for a moment too. And she goes, what's with this room? I said, I don't know, but I really don't want to go in there. But I did. I stepped through the doorway, and the minute I did, I could envision, I don't know, it's like, it was really weird. And believe me when I tell you this, it was like, like almost a distorted woman screaming, like insane screaming. And I could almost see her in my head, you know what I'm saying? As I walked further into the room, she kept backing off, but still screaming, and pushed her all the way back to this back area and we just kind of and it stopped and we Sarah and I just kind of stood there and you still feel that energy that negative whatever it was energy so that was a really strange thing and um, I did talk to somebody else about that later on and they seemed to feel it was a demonic now I'm not sure I think that's what it was but but it was definitely a weird experience hmm I mean, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, it's just, it was just a really weird experience. And whatever it is, it's still there. Um, I think it was, or what I was picking up on was actually more of some type of elemental type spirit that's attached to the land there. A lot of native land, and all that was native land out there in in Massachusetts, especially in Menden. And it turns out it was... Um, Menden was one of the first towns uh, attacked and burned by the Indians during the King Philip's Wars. Um, and actually, there was a building there that was burned to the ground by them. So, you know, I, I don't know what to make of all that. Yeah, I'm doing this history and searching it, but it was a really weird experience, and it kind of freaked me out a little bit. And, you know, you can pick up the negative vibe. Now, I, I haven't gone through everything, so I don't know what I got for EVPs and stuff yet, but... Uh, Find out well, it'll be interesting to see if it's on recording the screaming, too. Yeah, probably won't be because we were just getting a tour. I didn't have a, re- I don't think I had my recorder going with me at the time, but we went back there. Uh, we had to go back two more times to investigate there. The second time we went, we had some issues with some people who weren't supposed to be there, and they were, and it kind of messed up the investigation. So we went back again. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what we get. But that was... Do you guys ever have an experience like that? Anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of them. I have, you know, I when I go places, yes, there just are... There are, there are places where it's like, I don't want to go in here. I don't want to. It, it physically... It almost feels like it's physically pushing me out, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I get that it's, you know, it's something I'm picking up. And... Yeah, I, you know, there's a there's this one place. It's actually I, I'm writing a book about it now. It's down in in Oregon, yeah. and um, there's this spirit who's down in the basement of this hotel, the old Wheeler Hotel, and she is very very fragile. And um, I accidentally stumbled upon her when I was down in the basement. Mm. There, I wasn't supposed to, and it was like. I don't know if she picked up that I was empathic. I don't know if she picked up that I'm I'm like basically just a mush bag, and so I'm I'm, I'm you know just yeah, yeah. I, you know I just want to make everything better for everybody all the time because that's the way yeah. I am. But for whatever reason, 
she was crying and I could hear that, but she got a hold of me. And even when I left the basement, I went upstairs, I sat in a room and talked to people and she was still, she had a hold on me. I went into my own room and sat there probably for two or three hours. She still was like all of that weeping and emotion was there with me and in, inside of me. And it was just that she was very fragile. But yeah, I could see how somebody would think that it was demonic because it was negative, and right. it wasn't. I mean, this was just a really, really sad person. Yeah, and, and maybe that's what that was. It was just, uh, well, since it was an old school, maybe it was a teacher who was driven insane by her students. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Very likely. Let yeah, you never know. know. I mean, hey, you know, uh, it could happen, you know. Hey, I see uh, somebody on, the, uh, on, on the, the chat room there had a question. Is uh Yes, that would be Bob. Mr. Yeah, that'd be Bob. He wanted to know if uh, if you find that the tech equipment verifies your psychic insights more or less. I can tell you, I can say this. It's happened on was, since I've run into this psychic stuff. I would say it's it's happened on two occasions, mm-hmm. where um, and one will be on that second episode of Paranormal Survivor, where I had this vision of this gentleman. Very clear, very vivid, very quick. But at the same moment, we actually recorded it. And I wasn't looking at the device at the time, but uh, a Ghost Radar app that I use on my tablet picked up a very, a single red, very bright, it's an energy blip. Now, it could be from anything, but it was at the exact same moment that I had that vision and went away in the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So is that a validation of what I saw, that that spirit was, you know, presenting itself to me and the the energy was picked up in the device? Eh, we did get an EVP uh, uh, within the same time frame, so I would say putting the three together, I would say, yeah, I think that the, the tech validated that experience, that psychic mm-hmm. experience. Um, so in that case, yes. I and mean, there was a couple other times that I've had things like that happen. Not every time, um, but it, it can. I would say that the technology can validate experiences that a psychic or a medium, because psychics and mediums are kind of, you know, you can be psychic but not a medium, or you can be a medium but not a psychic. Um, it can validate that stuff, yeah. 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 So right. let Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, we need to take a break. Okay. So let's do this. We'll take a break. We're talking to Jack Canna, and um, we'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio here on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Babies, you got to just roll with that flow. Yeah, right into that great daylight as the sun rises right there in your heart. Starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time and running right into high noon, you've got the Coyote Medicine Show in the mornings with your host, Grandpa Peter Coyote, helping you take flight right into the heart, baby. That's right. You got to know, you got to get in the flow. The Coyote Medicine Show, only on the Hazy Radio Network. Life in the Universe with Madeline Rudy, discussing paranormal happenings in everyday life with psychics, healers, and intuitives from all over the world. Call in to receive healing energy and balancing. Learn how to create the most fulfilling life possible from healers, intuitives, 
and life coaches to help you move along your path in life. That's Life in the Universe every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network. from the Enlightened Circle. Join us Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern where we'll feature great guests, enlightening information, and spiritual healing. If you have questions about or for the universe, the Enlightened Circle is where you want to be. Tuesdays at 10, only on the Hazy Radio Network. Where do you want to go to lunch? I'm having a stroke. Did you hear what I said? I'm having a stroke. Why aren't you answering me? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council.
Hi, this is June Lundgren, Psychic Medium, and you're listening to Chuck G. and Karen Frazier on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on Hazy Radio Network. I couldn't have said it better myself, June. That was beautiful. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and me, Chuck E. G., and our wonderful guest, Paranormal Investigator, Mr. Jack Kenna. So, Jack... Yes. Now that we're back, I want to talk ITC, my friend. Okay, okay. let's talk about ITC because there's a lot of new things out there. There's the SCD one, which I have uh, through from Steve Huff. I have uh, the Echovox, which we were talking about off the air, which I've had a lot of a lot of uh, good luck with so far. Um, and there's a whole, you know, of course, you got the SPC eleven, which is like a double version of the SPC seven. Um, so, uh, have you tried any of the new new stuff? What do you like? What you what don't you like? I'm mean, just kind of curious. I only just tried uh, using the Echovox. Uh, I've used it on one investigation, didn't have anything with it, um, okay. but that's one investigation. So, you know, I, I got a lot more tests than my own to do with it. Very interested that, 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 that you've had success with it. So now I'm looking more forward to using it on some of the next investigations we're going to be doing. Yeah, because um, I, I gave it to Karen, too, and Karen had some uh, success. I had some it. modest success with it. Yeah, before yeah. I broke it, it was working fairly well for me. <laughs> <Okay>. Nice. <laughs> break everything, Karen. And what else is doing? Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So go ahead, Jack. What else? Yeah. Um, well, we've got two more investigations coming up here pretty quick in September, so I'll be uh, I'll be trying it out with those. I think. Um, cool. Always love trying new stuff. Um, there's always new stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, in some cases, I think new stuff is just old stuff recycled. But you know. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's just a it's just a good idea, maybe made it a little bit better, you know, or rehomed. You know, what I mean? yeah, yeah. We talk we talk about experimentation all the time, you know, because you know right. me, Mister, I got to try this. If it sounds goofy, I'm going to try it. You know what I mean? But uh, Chuck is tech curious. That's what it <laughs> is. Me too. Which is, I yeah. started using the, the Go Trader app, you know, and it's like people are like, ah, I know, I've had more success with that than I can shake a stick at. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and validated with generally data coming out of it but evps captured at the same time and and just personal experiences going on at the same time you're getting the other two things going on so you know it's not just oh look what came out of the box it's look what came out of the box look at the evps we caught at the same time and look what experience i had at the same time um you know you got to put it all together so you know um and at the same time when you're using tech you know, uh, I tell people in our lectures and stuff, you, you, you got to take it all with a grain of salt, but you also have to just use it to investigate with in that when you start getting words out of this stuff or you start getting uh, energy blips or something like that, just go with it. Mm-hmm. Just just kind of act, you know, not act, but just just assume you're, you're having communication. Because mm-hmm. maybe you are, maybe if you're not, well, okay, you're, you're just sitting in the dark anyway. You might as well at least do something with it. So be entertained. That's <laughs> right. And if you are getting responses, a real, real interaction, you'll find out later when you review your other stuff. Yeah. Um, now, as a, and, and I take something back that I said before the break about the medium, but not a psychic. Oh, Karen, sorry. After a little discussion with Karen, I guess I, I am both. So yeah, yeah. I'm a psychic medium. So I'm gonna That's go. That's right. It. All mediums are psychics, but not all psychics are mediums. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I like that analogy and how you told me that it could, would 
be the case. So I'm going with that. I, I take Sweet. that little state, previous statement back. So, I'm so uh, seldom right that let me gloat for a minute. Yeah, yeah. But being a being a, a psychic medium, and 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 I guess I have to embrace that now. <laughs> and and watching what's going on in the equipment and how I feel at the moment and what I'm picking up on at the moment is auto, for me it's it's almost automatic validation. Mm-hmm. You know. Because I know something's going on here, and then I'm getting stuff off these devices. So you got to go with your feelings too. I mean, if there's other people out there that that you know you you can sense things are going on, and I always said the best piece of equipment you have on any investigation is you. Mm-hmm. How you feel in the room, how yeah. how it feels to you, what you're picking up on, you know. And I'm teaching this more and more, even to my own team members, because it's mm-hmm. like. You have two team members that say, "Ah, we're dead inside." I said, "No, you're not. You're just and sometimes <laughs> we're you're dead like, inside." Why not? So, so, but you know, and I said, "And watch the tech and watch what's going on with the devices and and roll with it." You know, mm-hmm. you know, you'll find out later on whether it's something or not. Right. Know? Well, yeah. so so that brings me. Oh shoot! Now I forgot my question. Oh no! So that brings me to the question. So, um, how many of the people who are reporting? paranormal experiences then do you think might actually be reporting them out of psychic abilities as well oh that's a good question um having dealt with a lot of clients um i'm not so sure well i think we all have as, as you might agree we all have as humans, i do agree psychic, psychic abilities um you know do we all use them no um but uh, I think what I've seen is people who are undergoing a lot of stress, who are undergoing even some mental issues, um, are having paranormal experiences. And that's just based on our own investigations. Um, and I think the reason for that is we've been able to validate that. I mean, that you know they have legitimate paranormal activity going on. They have a haunting going on or something going on that's going on around them. And I think spirit is drawn to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's drawn to that type of energy. So, you know, people who are experiencing things, he, yeah, I think it could be for a lot of reasons. So it's not just that they're psychic, it's that their their mental state is is a little bit messed up. And that doesn't mean mm-hmm. they're, they're yeah. ill. It just means they're under a lot of stress or they're under, you know, they're, they're in a new area. They're in a new location. They just moved. They've never been there before. they got no friends around. They don't know anybody. So it's a lot of stress. Right. And things can start to happen. And when you're alone or when you're, you know, you feel like you don't have anybody, you start noticing these things where you maybe wouldn't before. Right. But see, now you bring up a good point, though, because... Um, this is actually where I was gently leading you, but then you led me instead. So um, as investigators, we spend a lot of time investigating locations. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe what we should be doing more is investigating people? Or at working times, with at, people? At times, that's how it turns. I mean, when I go in an investigation, it's, it's to, to, I don't look at it as, as necessarily a location. Uh, it is a location. I mean, everything's a location. You got to go someplace. You know, you got to go to somebody's house. Or you got to go maybe there. location wasn't, but we tend to yeah, more likely to saying. investigate no, it, a set of building? circumstances as opposed yes. to yes. the and, all of and, us, 
unique psychological, sociological, uh, physiological, and um, and psychic factors. Right, and I think it's a combination of things. To be honest with you, based on mm-hmm. my own experiences, and we've done a lot of investigations. Mm-hmm. It's not just the history of a location; it's part of it. The other part is the person, and why. I mean, I've been in, in apartment complexes where previously there was a mill there, okay? Um, and the housing for the mill was in that exact same location, okay? Now, you've got other people in that building experiencing nothing, but there's two or three people in there that are experiencing things. Why? Um, I probably I found out with, with one is, you know, they were going through a lot, Um Guy lost his job, trying to find another job. You know, the wife just found out she's pregnant. All this stuff going on. The kids are going ahead. One of the kids is having trouble in school. So a lot of emotional stuff going on that may be triggered spirits that are in that area to begin to try to communicate with those people. Right. People. Uh, whether they had similar circumstances before they passed or whether that energy is actually disturbing the spirit. I mean, that's a possibility too. Right. Um, you, you know, we don't think about that, but is can a spirit that's, that's attached to a location be disturbed by the people who just moved in? Sure. They, well, I, I, go ahead. I, no, I was going to say, I think, I think it's, it's, they're heightened by it. Like their energy is, mm-hmm. it's, it's like it's like having a well charged battery and a, yeah. a low voltage battery, you know. Um, yeah. They're adding to the the uh, the atmosphere. They're adding to the event. To uh, that's why some people yeah. get that experience and some people don't because it's just it's it's amping everything up to where they can feed off of that and they kind of connect together, uh, right. which to be, then becomes right. the paranormal activity. See, Chuck, right. you're making my point for me again, though. Is that so? I think that what what a lot of first of all, a lot of people investigate the way they see on TV. Would you guys agree with that? Yes, I do. Yes. Um, okay, and so what you see on TV is basically focused on circumstances, place, and events. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's not holistic because it's you don't see the big picture of this person's going through a lot and this person may have latent abilities and, and the energy is here and it's kind of the perfect storm and, you know. And so how then do we go from investigating like we see on TV? Mm-hmm. To this more holistic and I mean because it could even be like um, you know the spirits just connecting with a certain person mm-hmm. it well, could yeah. be a past life memory that's drawn a person to this place and had the spirit connect I mean there's so many things and and it's so poorly represented well, and it so- makes me it makes me sad because mm-hmm. because people are missing out on what's really happening and what's really happening is a lot cooler Mm-hmm. than just that a place is haunted. Well, yeah, and it's, it's your approach. It's like how you investigate. Like when I investigate a home, uh, my well, actually my approach in just investigating anything has totally changed, especially since I became a psychic medium. It's totally changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I, like, uh, I'll give you, for instance, we had an investigation of a home without giving out names, um, and the gentleman was an empath, um, and he didn't know that. But when going in, I could tell right away this is what's going on, and that's, and, that, and of course, that's what's heightening everything, and that's why they're connected to him, and that's why he's experiencing this stuff, or the other family members aren't. So our approach was to go in and into into center on him first. 
first and to go through things with him so he understood and then to look at uh, what's happening and then take that angle and then approach the investigation with you know our, our equipment and whatever um, and then combine the two and have him connect to the activity and to the spirits there there and vice versa which but how often up- does that how, how often do people call a paranormal investigative team, have people come in and work all of that out and actually give them genuine help as opposed to having people show up at the door with instruments, set up cameras, sit for two hours, leave, and then play EVPs for them. Well, yeah, the ratio is low, but, I mean, that's why that's why we need to have people like, you know, Jack or yourself or, you know, my team, you know, or teams of that kind to get out there and start doing this uh, it's important so people understand that you need to get out there and start doing it in this fashion because it actually right. works, you know. Right. And, and and I like what you just said there, Karen, because you know what? I, I never realized it before, but, I mean, you know, when our team started out, that's kind of what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's very understandable. It's what most teams do. Back. But we always used to talk to the, the client also about, you know, what they're going through and, you know, that that could possibly be the reason for the activity they're experiencing. And it never really dawned on me until you just said that, that that's what we've always done as a team. That's and maybe, maybe that's why we've been successful as a team, it, it, because we do add other measure of guidance, um, yes. discussion. Yes, uh, but now the but, next step is to also have that guidance uh, for the spirits that are there. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'll say this. I've... We investigated one location um, not too long ago. It was uh, out in Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts. It's the uh, Lauren Greeno house. Where, uh, in that particular case, um, it's a historical site. I don't think that anybody in the location was causing the activity. I think the spirits themselves were causing the were were actually creating the activity. Uh, that was sure. in order to try to get their story told. Yes. They were trying to interact with whoever they could. And that reason I say that is based on the evidence we collected there um, and the interactions I had with Spirit while I was there. When I was really just really starting out trying to, you know, feel more what's going on and, and I wasn't having visions or anything like that, but just trying to, you know, feel the place out more and trying to in tune with what or who might be there and uh, in the research of it it turns out um, the Loring family is, it goes back to the revolution um, the Loring family was loyal to the crown they had to leave their home right? now they were born and raised in America all of them they didn't come from England but they had to leave and go to England, which they hated. I read into the history of it. Um, they all died in England. But if you go by what we found, they all came back to their home eventually. Because there, there's a few of them that are there. The spirits are there. So did they, after their death, did they come back to their home? I would say, based on the evidence we got, yes. And they've been still trying to tell their story mm-hmm. about you know what happened to them and, and why they they feel kind of um, displaced even to this day. So in that particular case, I think spirit was or is what's the issue. The spirits are having issues. Right. 
people who who there is a woman that lives there. Um, she rents a, an apartment above, but she says she never experiences anything. Um, mm-hmm. But she's not the nicest lady in the world either. I wouldn't experience yeah. it. I'm on her either. <laughs> <laughs> She's just miserable. <laughs> I, I don't say that often about somebody, but boy, boy well, she was. Well, that there best. are some people that are just peaches, aren't there? Yeah, you know, she yeah, just yeah. didn't want us there, and it wasn't her choice to have us there. It's the people, sure. who, the group that runs, the, who are great people, um, and but they don't spend a lot of time there. So, uh, but it was interesting that there's a case where the spirit is the one that needs help. Right, so that leads me to my my last question on this this topic. Um, To whom, as paranormal investigators, to whom is our responsibility? Who who should we help? Uh, uh, Define that for me a little bit better. In a case, so so when we go into where we go into a case, we have a client. There are spirits there. We have our team. Where does our responsibility lie? Um, Who who do we help? Do we help? Are we only there for the clients? Are we there to help the spirits? Are we there for our own curiosity? Is it all of the above? We're actually there for, for your, your clients, which in some cases can be both uh, the, the living and the dead. Yeah. Depends on what you find out when you're there. I mean, it, it's all dependent on what you find out. You could find a spirit that in a location that needs help which is why they're trying to reach out to the people that are there. And uh, once you, you agree to that investigation, you have an obligation to try to help both those those clients in a, in, in that, in a case like that. Or a spirit yeah. could be your client in, 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 a, in a case like that. I mean, they need help, and, um, and that's hard to disseminate. Do they really want help, or are they just playing a game? Or are they, they're like people. I mean, they were yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Going on, and you got to try to figure all that out. But sometimes it's it's not so hard because, like people, you can usually pick up on whether something's lying to you or not. And mm-hmm. it takes a little bit of effort and a little bit of serious investigation. But you may have to go back more than once, you know, yeah. uh, to help a client. And we've done that too, um, and to try to figure out what's really going on, what? you know. But you're you're you're. In answer to your question, your responsibility is to everyone in that house, and that means living and dead. Living and dead. Right, well, that, that and that kind of fits the question that Bob was asking. He says, if you get the impression that a spirit is lost, do you help them to cross over completely? Do you do that? Is that part of what you guys do, or no? Well, because of what I'm able to do now, yes, we can do that. We couldn't do that before, so we used to turn to our other friend, uh, my psychic Becca Boyd, to tell, assist us with that at times, yes. Um, now, that's why Becca said, you really don't need me. You have the abilities, Jack, to do this yourself and be able to help your clients better. So, in that particular case, yes, I actually have gone back and tried to help spirit cross over. Can I be 100% sure of that yet? No. Um, and that recently happened. Again, I'll go back to the amended investigation where um, the first night we were there, we were supposed to do two nights, and I decided to drive home, and I had an accident on the way home. I struck an object in the middle of the road <laughs> on the highway, Uh 
which turned out to be the, the front bumper off of a semi-truck, which was about the size of a person. Okay? Now, where am I going with that? Well, I had a lot of experiences in the first building uh, that night, and uh, we got some names, some proper names. Uh, and when I looked those names up after the investigation, while my car was being repaired, <laughs> it came up with an accident that occurred less than a mile from that location where a man was hit along the side of the road by a, by a girl, hit from the front end, killed instantly. Okay? Now, I put the words together, I put the, the, the uh, you know, the fact that when I Googled it, no matter how many times I put those words in, I got the same article on the accident and the, and the death. And, uh, I have an accident where I hit something in the road that's the size of a human. Um, kind of weird, right? Um, was Did that spirit attach itself to me? Because, i be honest, I forgot to clear myself before I left that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sometimes did, that did happens. It, did it attach itself to me and try to, to get my attention through that? seems pretty coincidental mm-hmm. but when I did go back uh, finally it was about a month later we got to go back first thing I did was go back to their building and try to make contact with who I thought that individual was and I actually did make contact with that individual um, and he was looking for help to cross over but mm-hmm. because he died so quickly he wasn't sure what happened he seemed yeah. to know he was deceased, uh-huh. but he didn't know what to do. Right. right. And the interesting thing was he he was originally from Romania, came to the U.S., started his own business, did really well. He was Catholic. And the building we were investigating was now the Menden Library, but it used to be an old church. Ah. Uh. So it looks exactly like a church from the outside. Mm. So if you really want to get into spirit and all that stuff, and since it was less than a mile away and we're trying to communicate with spirit, you don't know where you're pulling spirit from. Right. If they can sense that you're there, or even maybe he hung out there because that was a building he recognized as something where he could go. Because it was, you know, connected to his, his own religion. Um so maybe because he saw the church, maybe he didn't stay in there. I don't know. People had experiences in the building. So I think in the end, I was able to try and cross him over and let him find peace. You know? Yeah. Can I prove that? No. I can't no. prove that. But I know how I felt, and I know what the communication was going on. Um, using divining rods, by the way. So mm-hmm. <laughs> going back to the old school. Use whatever works for you. Use whatever works, but I was, you know, I was trying those out and uh, was having some communication on the ghost radar but I had better communication through the divining rods which you know you can't prove that to anybody but I have had other people using they're going "Ah, how is this happening you tell me I don't know yeah we've had sometimes they work and sometimes they don't you know I think it depends on the individual energy of the spirit and what they're comfortable with or capable of doing well it depends on the, the, the energy of the person using yeah, absolutely. Yeah, whenever I pick up the divining rods, they just spin. Really? It, yeah, I just I they spin for me all the time when I hold them. 
feel like I'm going to poke my eye out. I probably <laughs> some people they do nothing for, and I think those people just mm-hmm. aren't tuned with their energy. Well, but speaking speaking a- of the well, speaking of the communication, don't we have some EVPs you brought along too? Yeah, or? we're running out yeah. of time. We should we probably do EVPs so real forgot. quick. Yeah, yeah. So you Cheryl. Oh, Cheryl. Any Cheryl. any particular one uh, we should play first, Jack? Um, let me see. What do we got? Uh, got four that you sent over. Four. So let's just play a couple. You can play. Uh, you know, you can play. Play the one that says thirty May twenty fourteen. All right. Let me play this that one. This was the one that was on Paranormal Survivor. Okay. Cool. Here we go. Are you trying to use her energy? Her entire energy. That's not good. And that you can't do that. Now that you know you can say words to that, why do you want to use all her energy? So did you hear it after I said... Did it say get out of here? No, did you hear the, it was after I said you can't do that? No. No. All right. Play, play just that section of it. Cheryl, if you um, can. I don't there, know what, where what it says, that. and when you watch the show, is what it says is you hear the ghost writer say it says entire, right? That was mm-hmm. the ghost right. writer. Said, yeah. Well, that's not good, but you can't do that. And then there's a long pause, and you hear can. It's okay. a male voice that says can. Okay. Um, they boosted it a little bit better on the show, I think, than I did, but it, it's there. And that's the one they used on the show. Um, I'll play one of the other ones. There's, uh, you want me to try? Let's play this one oh. one more time and see if Let's we can pick it up. one more time. Pick it oh, up. Okay. Here right, we go. go ahead. You're trying to use her energy. Entire. Her entire energy. That's not good. You can't do that. Now it's going to now that you know you can yeah, say words why yeah, yeah. do you want to use all her energy? So was that an that was an actual EVP? Was it a disembodied voice that can? That was the 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 can was an EVP. I didn't hear it at the time. Okay. You heard the ghost radar say yeah. tire. But tire. But okay. I, yeah, but I didn't you know, the, the, the voice is an EVP, which of course we didn't hear until after we reviewed it. Right. So got it. Yeah. Okay. But there you had. There's a piece of thing where you have the ghost straight or saying something, and you have a, an EVP mm-hmm. after it. So it kind of validates. Yeah, Ooh. something's coming out of the the, the equipment. Cool. Oh yeah. So, so. Okay. Next one. All right. right. Yeah, you can do if you want to hear an interesting, really weird one. Play yeah. the one that yeah. says so. Third floor. All right. Let's do that one. Here we go. Do you think? So, do you heard? Yes. I don't know if that was Terry. I don't know. This is, that was not that downstairs. No, it wasn't. It was up here. I can walk over there by you. So, I wanted you to, I let, let it go a little longer because I wanted you to hear those two investigators say that. Because Did it, it like, was it like a shriek at the front? Yes, that was it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a we weird... We didn't hear it downstairs, either. We were down... You could hear us downstairs. <laughs> no, it was but, funny to listen to the investors go, what was that? Well, that was disembodied. <laughs> they heard that. Said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow! Like, what the I heck said, was that? The word go on there. She goes, what the... What was that? That <laughs> was James Brown. Hey! Yeah. Hey! hey. hey. And that was, uh, that was uh, Beck and my wife, Eileen, and they, they heard it a lot louder than that. I mean, it was like, it was like, Beck, it was like, this is right, right behind you, you know, talking to Eileen. So that's a kind of a weird one. It's like, that's, that's a good, good one. one. That's a good one. I like that one. We have another one? Next? Yeah. Next? Play the, uh... Play the 6 March 2010. It says, I think it's uh, downstairs living room, DS living room. Yeah. All right. Was it the nail? Play it again. It's real quick. You hear me say black, and then you're going to hear something, and then you hear Sarah talk. I have no idea what it says, but I can hear it. No, wait, did it say, did you say black or something like that? No, you know what it says? What? Didn't like me. And I'll tell you the the story behind that one. I was telling Sarah about this. It was at a client house, client investigation. Matter of fact, I'll tell you something else in a minute. But anyways, I see this dark figure standing at the edge of a couch uh, that I'm sitting on. And it's standing on the other at the end of the couch, not four feet from me. And I'm like, I just turned and I saw it. It looked like a female figure. So I swing the camera around, the infrared camera that I have in my hand, and I'm looking through the viewer and I'm looking at it like, son of a bitch, it's not in the camera. (laughs) It didn't show up on the IR. But I'm watching this thing and then it slowly fades away. And then shortly after Sarah comes through and we're talking that, and you hear that voice. If you, if you listen again, you hear that voice that didn't like me. It's a female voice. And I think what it was referring to is the fact that I said, son of a bitch. Oh, uh, you were swearing. Uh, I did. I did swear. So I think it thought I didn't like me. That's my interpretation of that whole thing. And I think that's what the EVP was about. Because it was just shortly after it. I don't know. Sometimes I get spirits swearing at me on my EVPs. It's like <laughs> You know what I mean? Hey, do you get that? Or are they just like, it's like, uh, yeah, we got, that? we got a few of those in the USS Constitution. We got, uh, we got the F word a few times. Yeah, yes, yeah, so they like to say that for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I, I got a bunch of, of I got a bunch I mean, of you know, It's going to come out. Yeah. <laughs> bunch of dead sailors on a ship. It's going to happen, you know. Wow. Uh, yeah. But we have one on the Constitution, loud and clear. I mean, loud and clear. I wish I could play that one for you, but it, it's the F word, and it's. It's obvious. It's you can't have obvious. that on the radio. I no, I know, I know. Darn it. Do we have one more? If you, if you wanted to play that other last one, it's... Uh, it's clearly your least favorite. And, well, no, not necessarily. It's an interesting one. It's the same client investigation. Ooh, call them out. It was, it was captured in the kitchen while I was just doing the, the initial EMF suite before we even started investigation. So and, and play it. Okay, sure. Number one. You're not nice. It's a whisper. It's a whisper. I can't totally tell what it's saying. A bunch of us. That's what it sounds like. You're not nice or something like that. Stop stop something. Stop. Oh, I thought it sounded like you're not nice. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Go ahead. Play it again. Number one. 
Yeah, you're not nice. Either you're not nice or stop talking. It's one of the two. Yeah, we're here. Stop stop, stop talking. Yeah, stop something. something, What do you think, Cheryl? Stop something. Stop talking. Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably most tell me to stop talking. I talk too much anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing you do. Otherwise, what kind of show would we be having right now? (laughs) I know, you know. Um, a very quiet one, I guess, you know. We've had a few of those. Those are very awkward. <laughs> the reason I gave those two, it leads to something else. I'm going to hint towards that our team is is working oh, yeah. on. I've been working on with an illustrator uh, that will be coming out with in December. We'll be debuting in December. And it has to do with uh, our investigations. And this will be... This investigation, just listen to OZVPs from, will be the first in the series. Um, of ABL and sketch artist work. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> you froze him. No, 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 yeah, I did. You scared He's me. like, what? What is that? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> She's just trying to throw you off your, be, off your uh, game there. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be debuting it uh, at... Uh, Rock and Shack convention in Rock and Shack. Rock and Shack. Yeah, it's going to be in Massachusetts. They hold that in Massachusetts every year. But, uh, on October, I think it was the 16th to the 18th or the 17th to the 19th. Exciting! Yeah, it's stuff very coming up. Very so now that now that we're talking about big stuff coming uh, up, why don't you go ahead and shamelessly self promote? We're about there, so go for it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so wonderful. No, I'm... <laughs> oh, wrong type of promotion. Sorry. <laughs> well, right. you can do that, too. We really don't really? have any rules. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Well, if you, if you want to check out more about what's going on with our team and uh, different things we have going on, we have a lot of stuff going on, you can go to our website at uh, spiritsofnewengland.org. That's .org. Uh, if somebody wants to type that into the, to the site there for me, go ahead. Um... So it's spiritsofnewengland.org, and that'll show you pretty much everything we got going on. We also have a link to all of our events and lectures and everything else coming up there, right on the main page. Um, again, I'll be on season two of Paranormal Survivor, and that comes out. I think it's supposed to be coming out this fall or sometime in February. Uh, winter. I'm not sure of the dates yet. They haven't given me those. You can still catch me on. Uh, Paranormal Survivor, we have a link to the first, to my episode, off of our website. Or it is does air every Sunday. I think they've been running it from uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right up through the new show that comes on at 10 p.m. on Sundays. Okay, um, so I can still catch it on really interesting show, and uh, oh, I'll throw this in for Chad. Yes, Chad, that guy they play, picked to play me looked just like me. I'm so pleased with who picked to play me. <laughs> Chad knows what I'm talking about, I think. What, they did they hire guy, a reenactor? They picked this guy who doesn't look a thing like me, but, you know, yeah, he oh, looked better. Oh, yeah, well. He looks a lot better than me. You know, <laughs> tall, thin, a lot of hair, you know. <laughs> Younger, it's okay. That's right. I was. I would like a 25-year-old supermodel to play me and, and what it, to reenact me. Absolutely. If somebody's got a player, they better look better than you. <laughs> That's right. Otherwise, just cast me. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So we got a lot of things going on, but you can find out most of everything that's going on either at our website or on our Facebook page at Spirits of New England uh, on Facebook. And there's actually a little clip on our Facebook page 
to hint towards what we're putting out in October. Cool. So if you catch that little video, it's on that. It's on our Facebook page. And people can read your writing in maybe like a paranormal magazine or something. Yeah, Paranormal Magazine, I will be putting out another article. Or you can look at the past articles on all the equipment articles we wrote. All the equipment articles we wrote. Um, lots of stuff there. Or if you just need advice on something, you know, go to our website, email us, uh, spiritsofnewengland.org at gmail.com. You can email us there. Uh, always responding to people. You know, we, we never leave you hanging. We'll get to you. And we'll answer any questions anybody's got, or if you just want to talk, I'll eventually give you my phone number if I trust you. <laughs> or at least if you're as insane as I am, I'll give you my phone number. Um, but yeah, any uh, we're always here to help people, always doing more things, and just got lots and lots coming coming up. So I really appreciate being on the show. I will be writing another article for you guys on Paranormal Underground Magazine. Right. And- uh, I'll try to get out that as quick as possible. And my book will not be published until 20, early 2017 at this time. Uh, so here's what's going to happen. You're not going to be a stranger. And when your book is just getting ready to come out, you're going to come back on and we're going to talk about it. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Yes. I'll come back anytime you want me. Just, just I know. I know. Call me. One or the other. Call me. <laughs> okay, Cheryl. Yeah. We have Happy to remember Jack. Promise That's I won't right. be a stranger. And we'll, we'll, we'll All right. and we'll go from here. But All right, we'll, we'll hang out more. Yeah, yeah, it's been great to have you on the show, and it's, it's always fun, always enlightening, and good luck on your um, new life journey. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting and it's exciting, so, you know, it's all good. It's all good in the end. Well, welcome to the club. We're happy yeah. to have you with us. And thanks for the talk tonight, too. You guys are uh-huh. great. Good night. Thanks, Jack. Right, have a good night. Yeah, good night. Okay, everybody, that's Jack Kenna. Look him up. Um, look up his articles in the magazine. Great guy. We always enjoy having him on as a guest, even if we go several years between his guest spots, right? Yeah, he was. Uh, I like <clears throat> I like talking to him because he's got a lot to say. Um, and now that this little extra added piece to his puzzle of... little bonus. Yeah, his little bonus being a psychic medium and all. Uh, that's cool, bonus. too. A psychic bonus. That's I thought right. you said, said psychic donuts for a minute. I was getting psychic donuts. Mm, that's the mm. only way I can eat donuts. Mm. Do you know what? Do you want to hear something really weird? Sure. So I walked into my bathroom today and it smelled like donuts. <laughs> what? Why? Well, that would be the last thing it I would smell have been in the psychic, bathroom. I think it might have been psychic donuts. Well, was that was Jim, really weird. Was Jim eating like a lot of donuts? And maybe Jim doesn't eat donuts. He's, he eats paleo. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my bathroom smelled like donuts today. I I was surprised. That's weird. It was I don't nice. Understand why? Well, yeah, because you're like because ah. I can't eat donuts, so all I can do is smell them. You know, <laughs> man, I haven't had donut forever. So now you make me want to have to run out to Dunkin' and get some now. But I haven't, I had, haven't had anything sweet like or forever? sugary or with flour or with gluten or with dairy or. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I can't live that way. That's I, all right. I, I, I have I, to. I'm allergic to everything. I know. Well, no, I give you kudos <laughs> for doing it anyways. I mean, I just could do it. I have no it. choice. I would be so sick. <laughs> I'd be, yeah, that would be me. See, I would just be like, I don't feel good. Give me another donut. That'd be me because I, I couldn't do it, man. I just couldn't do it. I don't know. You know, that's some serious willpower. 
It has yeah. nothing to do. No, what it has to do with is not wanting to feel that crappy ever again. Oh, uh, terrible. Right, well, I guess, yeah, I guess that it was, was probably, terrible. Yeah, it was there's. Terrible. It was terrible. I was. <laughs> I was not a healthy person. Uh, well, so uh, Cheryl, who, who, what's the guy's name we have on next week? What's his name? Because I know Karen's not going to be here. So not going to be here. So his, what's the dude's the, name? The guy. The dude's name is David. Dude. Campione. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's David his last Campione. name spelled C-A-M-P-I-O-N-E. And he is the author of UFO Spacecraft Identification Manual. That is crazy. I mean, I... You know, uh, you know I, I mean, I, I kind of want to talk to him, but at the same time, anything technical, I'd probably break the spacecrafts just talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm confused because, you know, to me, it's always like, there's a flying saucer. There you go. That's the book. There's a flying saucer. But evidently... No, there's a they have like the little that. triangular ones. Yeah, well, you know. And then what was... Uh, I was watching some movie with Jim and Tanner, and it had the coolest spacecrafts in it. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, the bad, oh that, the bad guys. Uh, yes. The yeah. thing was the coolest spacecraft I've ever seen. Well, yeah, if you think about, like, if you watch Star Wars, there's several different kinds. I mean, we have planes. Yeah. We have lots of different planes. So why would it be any weirder that there's different UFOs? Well, especially if UFOs are coming from different planets, why would beings on one planet create the exact same saucer-shaped nice spacecraft points. as beings on another planet? Yeah, well, I'm going to get into that, too, because it's like, okay, if we have different ships, there's got to be different beings, like all sorts of different-looking alien beings, you know? Because, you know, I mean, no offense, most people go flying saucer, Little grays or little green dudes, whatever, you know, that's usually the, that used to be the consensus anyways, you know, when I first started out. Now it's just, it's so different, you know, just like there's different spirits, you know, it's just, it's just a plethora of stuff, a plethora of stuff. If only you open your mind, it's true. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to open it up next week because I'm on my own. So, but you know what? I'm dragging Cheryl on board for this one. Get it on board. See, I did that. Ooh, I'm so good. I don't get it. Uh, because Thanks, you're Cheryl. co-hosting. On board? Yeah, you're on board like a ship getting on board. Oh, on Lord. a spaceship? If I have to explain He's picking you up, Cheryl. Good. Well, I was... Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, in my defense, I was partly in a chat room, partly listening. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the truth came out. My joke was good. You just weren't paying attention. I'll give that to you. Wow, yes. the chat room just totally crashed. Wow, man. Crashed on I'm seeing sad puzzle pieces, and it says my shockwave flash player oh, died. Oh, you're missing uh -oh. out. Don't, 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 don't. So, yes, Cheryl's going to jump on That's board right. and be my co-host. It's going to be really, really fun. Oh, yeah. So, Cheryl, you got to start making notes. Start taking just – well, you can just go to chat. He'll probably give you a 1,000 questions. So. Oh, he will. He will have yeah, questions for me to ask. I could. You know what? I'll just sit back and let you just ask the questions. No, just... no, no. <laughs> Oh no! You're the, lead, you're the lead host. Don't have any of them. Yes, I know. I'll, I'll I'll come up with. I'm sure I'll come up with a bunch of questions because yeah. this is good. He'll news. actually do his research for this. Yes, he will. I will try to do my best. Yes. Yes. So, what else is going on, magazine-wise, or anything? I mean, anything uh, exciting and new? Oh, I wish. Um, actually, <laughs> our August exciting and new. I wish. No, oh, what's that oh. from? Come aboard. We're expecting you. The love boat. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Go on, Cheryl. Are you oh, done? 
<laughs> All right. Remember, I believe that life should be a musical and people should burst into song and dance yes. at any point. Cheryl, we want you we want you to sing what's it's new. What's funny, coming up what's new? Sing it's it. It's funny because that that actually happens quite often, probably more than once a day around here, Karen. So we're kind of of the same philosophy. <laughs> I will sing if you guys want your eardrums to be broken. It's really your call. <laughs> um no, but with the magazine, we are working on our August issue. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, I can give you more info next week, but, uh, our July issue, of course, all of our past issues are online at paranormalunderground.net. So check them out. Um, you can always, uh, get a free issue by writing and asking me at editor at paranormalunderground.net. Nice. Nice. So Karen, you want to say some more? Love, do, 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 do. Now you got me no. going. See, no. I'm, yeah. now I'm thinking of TV shows. Come on, <laughs> sing us something else. What, what, uh, let's see. What, what are, I can't remember, like, Beverly Hillbillies. That was always a good one. Right? Oh, let me tell you a story about a man named Jim. Yeah, poor nothing. Well, near. Near. He kept his family fed. Then one day he was shooting at some coon. When up from the ground came a bubbly Bubble. news. Oil, that is. Texas gold. Texas, I thought it was Texas oh, no. Tea. That's right, Texas Tea. Yeah, and Granny scared me on that show, by the way. That old lady. Eileen Ryan? Mean, yeah, she was one mean bird, I'll tell you. I man. think, wasn't that the actress who played her was Eileen Ryan? Yep. Yeah, she was She was scary, man. She'd kick your butt. You don't mess with Granny. And you Jethro had... was not hot. He was just a bohunk. <laughs> he was a what? <laughs> a bohunk? Bo An oily bohunk. <laughs> Uh, uh, Cheryl, you're from Tennessee. Explain what bohunk means, because I'm an Illinoisan, a Yankee, and I don't understand that. Well, by the way, I'm actually Californian, but um, yeah, <laughs> not you've never, anymore. you've never, yeah, right. You've never heard of bohunk? You don't know? No. What, what the hell's it's, a bohunk? It, it, it's it's basically, I, I mean, it's basically like a hot guy, maybe. It's from not, the movie Sixteen Candles. Yeah, maybe not the highest of the highest intelligence, but really nice to the look at. Sort of. Oh. He's the kind of guy that you would call. He's a big, stupid, good-looking fella. The sort yeah. of guy you'd call for a booty call, but you don't want to marry him or let your no, let your friends know you're sleeping with him. Oh, an oily bohunk. is. Gotcha. That's according to Urban Dictionary. It's in a dictionary, bohunk? No, it's an urban oh. dictionary where whenever my husband or sons say words that I don't understand, which is a lot, and they <laughs> usually have to do with foul, foul sex acts, I always oh look them God. up on an urban dictionary. <laughs> Jazz is typed in low duck dong. Low duck dong. Long duck, wasn't it long duck dong? Long, I'm yes, sorry, long duck dong. Typed. Long duck dong. Yeah, is, no more Yankee my wanky since I have yeah. new sexy American girlfriend. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it that you can quote Sixteen Candles. That is awesome. That's awesome. Like uh, I could quote from like, you know, Tommy Boy when he walked in and he's like, What's your Dave on Davis Bay when he was checking out the chicken in the pool? And he's like, Hey, so what's your favorite team? The Yankees? That was so hilarious. I can totally quote sixteen or no, I can totally quote Dirty Dancing because I've seen the movie probably about a hundred times. I've never seen that movie. And I know all the dance moves and I know that nobody puts baby in a corner. Yeah. And I can also Tanner and I the other day we watched Grease. I haven't seen Grease oh, in years. Wow. That's another one I've seen a ton of times oh, and yeah. it was so much fun to watch it again. And I've decided what I realized is some of the dance moves on that were pretty scary too. There's this one in Grease Lightning where John Travolta grabs a roll of plastic wrap and he buffs his willy with it. Yeah, he did. I remember that too. That's with the car and the car. yeah. Uh -huh. I know, and I'm thinking about I'm thinking about maybe just carrying some plastic wrap with me, and I'm gonna bust out that dance move like in the middle of the grocery store or something. 
<laughs> and buff your buff your area. Oh my god! <laughs> Come on! They're, they're actually playing that in the theaters coming up out here. They're going to do like a special for two weeks. Yeah, Grease and theaters. I'm like, I am going. It'd be like the Rocker, Rocky so Horror Picture Show. To watch it again. I, I went on kind of a classics jag, and I watched like Dirty Dancing and Roman Holiday and it's, Some Like It Hot and Grease and oh a bunch God. of the old, the old stuff that I, I used to really like. It was so much fun. I love that movie, Some Like It Hot. I absolutely love that movie. That movie. Oh, I know. It's got the best closing line ever when he says, but I'm a guy. And the guy says, well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> That's an awesome movie, man. I've never seen Dirty Dancing, though. I've never, I've never seen that movie. You're Is missing it? out. Oh my god, no, Cheryl, how, have you seen Dirty Dancing a bunch of times? Oh, um, yeah, a million times. Yeah, awesome. yeah, it's, yeah. But it's just awesome. a kissy, kissy movie, you know. No, no, it's no, dancing. it's not it at all. Dirty. It's not at all kissy, kissy. I movie. learned all sorts of dance moves that I could bust out places on that. <laughs> really? Do you and Jim yeah. bust out the Dirty Dancing at your house? Hmm? That is private. Oh, sorry. I mean. <laughs> This wow. <laughs> Jim Buff is, you know, with the with he, he he didn't see that. He wasn't watching that with Tanner and me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean Cheryl, would you agree it's more of a dance movie than just a lovey kissy movie? It, yeah, it's way more than just a lovey kissy movie. I mean there's romance, you know, obviously there's, that's part of the but it's like almost secondary. Right. It, it's definitely right. not I wouldn't consider it a kissy movie, no. Okay, you're women, so uh, how about Flash Dance? Is that a good movie? No, that's not like one it's of my okay. all-time favorites. No. I've only seen it once or twice. Yeah, me too. But, oh Sorry. my god! So I know what I have to watch now because last yeah. night we went to a concert in the park with Patty, and it was this uh, guitar player, yeah. a jazz guitarist, and one of the songs he played was "Purple Rain," and I realized I haven't watched oh, Prince's "Purple Rain" in years, oh, and so now I need to watch that again. Yeah, that's a good one. You know what? One of my favorites is Footloose. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah Footloose is good. Classic. The high school did Footloose as a musical a couple of years ago. Oh, my God, I love that. And you know what's really weird? For some reason, I grew up and I really love Godspell. I really love that musical. And we saw it at college. Day by day. Yes. Oh my God! Yes, I day love it. The seventies movie. I can't get enough of that. But then we went to a college. It's so it. freaky seventies. Yeah, it, you know, yeah, it's more like the work for work uh, suspenders, you know. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's it's highly seventies. Yeah, that and the other one that's highly seventies is Jesus Christ Superstar, the religious yeah. highly seventies. All yeah. of the all of like the dudes in Bethlehem are like hippies. Ever? <laughs> yeah, but I love that. What's though, the man? buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the yeah. buzz? Star, what's your favorite musical? What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? I well, I, I think. Cats is probably my all-time favorite, but I also <laughs> like My Fair Lady. Men hate that. I've yeah, I know. That. My oh, Fair right. Lady is also one of my favorites. I have to be honest. I like West Side Story. Movie. Oh yes, the Jetsons plays. That's it. Yeah. That's it. <clears throat> yeah, I also like uh, what's that? What's the other one? Wait, wait, wait! I just had to. Oh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> oh yeah, I've course, seen that. Know, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That any of the um, well, my the musical I haven't seen, but I love the music from it is um, the Matt Stone and Trey Parker one, um, Book of Mormon. Oh, hmm, yeah, it's supposed to be really good too. I heard the music is hilarious. I mean, the music is just really funny. So but is that only know? on stage? You can't. What, what's yeah, that? just real quick. Do you want to know how many of our chat rumors are left right now? Sure. None. One. What? Is it because we're talking about it, musicals? It's Bob. Thank you, Bob. You must really Thank love you. us. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> what, did, what, did they all run off? They ran was off. It, was it, well, the yeah. chat room crashed on me. Maybe it did on oh, other people, maybe, too. Maybe. 
Was it the plastic wrap buff? I don't know. Oh, Chad said once more with feeling. Buffy, yes. That is a really, really good episode musical. That is, like, awesome. Just like Dr. Horrible uh, with the, what do you call it? Um, oh, my God, I hate when I have a brain fart. You, ever have you brain know what, Cheryl? I bet Never. Chuck is one of the ten people who watched Cop Rock back in the 80s. <laughs> I remember Cop Rock. That was so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be Cop Rock on the watch. I got it in, like, five minutes. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so bad. What is happening? What is happening? The whole world's melting in front of me. I couldn't watch it. It's no. like the musical episode of Grey's Anatomy. It really was not good. <laughs> Oh, and I must mention, while we're talking musicals really quick, I do love Les Mis. Um, I've seen it on stage twice. I've seen the movie. But I've got to say, Russell Crowe, never sing again. Yeah, I've seen the movie, and the movie was really good. Um, His singing was the the weak spot. You're right. (gasps) Have you seen um, the Demon Barber? uh, No. No, Oh, that's good, too. I wanted to. Yeah, with Tiny Depp, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, I've lost. Sweeney Todd. Yep. Yeah, Sweeney Todd. We have Is one it? minute left. We have to get off the air. Oh, fine. Oh. All right, roll us out, Karen. Roll us out. All right. We'll be back next week. Not me, but everybody else will. From 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio here on the Hazy Radio Network. Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. Good evening, Woo. everyone. Good night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, Email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something 